This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Talk of Fame Network, sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You know something? Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. As we mentioned at the top of the hour, of course, Tom Brady returns Sunday from his four-game suspension. And while the flake gate is finally over, it's still being talked about, especially in New England. In fact, it's so hot a topic that three Dartmouth College government professors undertook a study of Deflategate that was published in the latest issue of the journal Research and Politics, and it focused on how acutely persons' perceptions of the facts were influenced by their opinions of Tom Brady and Ron Borges' Patriots. Here to speak with us is one of those authors, Professor Brendan Nyhan from Dartmouth, and first of all, Professor Nyhan, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Question for you. You've been called, quote, one of the most thought-provoking writers about politics on the web and, quote, one of the new breed of conscientious political science bloggers, unquote. So why, in an election year that is rife with political fodder, did you and two other government professors from Hanover choose Tom Brady and the Patriots for a study? That's a great question. This, this is research that truly came from the faculty lunch table arguing about... Uh, <laughs> Misperceptions and conspiracy theories. That's what I study in my research. Right. And my colleagues uh, are Patriots fans. My co-authors and colleagues, John Kerry and Ben Valentino, are Patriots fans. And so the natural intersection of our interests turned out to be Deflategate. And one of my co-authors came back from a vacation with his family in Massachusetts and said, this is all anybody's talking about. And I'm hearing all sorts of things people are saying uh, conspiracy theories they're endorsing. I see it on the Boston Globe website. I hear people talking about it. Um, this is really interesting. And, we, and we, we kind of talked about it more. And we realized, you know, sports and politics have a lot in common. Right? People have really strong preferences about what they'd like to be true about the world. And that often influences what they actually believe. Brandon, correct me if I'm wrong, but you found that opinions of Brady and the Patriots are strongly influenced uh, by the perceptions of the facts, essentially that they, people have bought into conspiracy, conspiracy theories. Did that surprise you? And is it any different from how people respond to non-football issues? You know, it, it, it surprised me the extent of the polarization on this issue. Um, you know, we saw not just that uh, Patriots fans were more likely to believe in anti-Brady conspiracies than non-Patriots fans, but that the people who knew the most about football and were the most interested were actually the most polarized in their views. So uh, the, the extent of that was striking. I, I will say, though, that, that actually is a, a pattern we've seen in politics, too. I've seen that in my own research, for instance, looking at uh, beliefs of, that in the conspiracy theory that the Obama administration was manipulating unemployment rate statistics, before the, which came out before the 2012 election was endorsed by Jack Welch, the former CEO of General Electric. We saw a very similar pattern there. So I think it's quite striking. And what, what I think it it highlights is just how much sports is like politics, that people do follow it like fans. Uh, and, and sorry, that politics is like sports in the sense that people follow it like fans. Um, and, you know, that, that can have a powerful effect on us. You know, as we've seen with Deflategate, this has gone, out now, gone on now for months, and people are still polarized. You still see people um, in Logan Airport or at Fenway Park 
or uh, walking around the streets of Boston wearing free Brady T-shirts. And, you know, that doesn't seem like it's going to stop anytime soon. Do you see any at the Hanover Plain? Any free Brady T-shirts up there? You know, they haven't come here, but uh, when they were selling them in, in the airport, I was, I was really struck by, uh, by how powerful a, a force uh, this is. Um, you know, it, it's, it's quite a fascinating thing. You know, one, one thing I could add that might be interesting to your audience, too, is that we found that not just that uh, Patriots fans were more likely to endorse these uh, conspiracies against Brady and that the more knowledgeable and interested people were even more likely to endorse them, but that people who believed in political conspiracies were actually more likely to endorse sports conspiracies, too. <laughs> so there may also be something there where people are just prone, certain people are prone to believe in conspiracy theories across domains, whether it's politics or sports or something else. They may be especially predisposed to believe in these kinds of claims. Well, you know, uh, the, the flip side of that which struck me is that uh, the people closest uh, to professional football, in particular players and coaches, seem the most willing to, to sort of embrace the conspiracy theories but uh, uh, on the side of the Patriots did it. Of course they did it. And, and, you know, a number of quarterbacks who really had no dog in the fight came out and had no compunction about saying, including Troy Aikman, that of course he did it. Uh, did you find that interesting? And what do you think it says about the, the guys maybe the most likely to know about this? Almost to a man said he did it. Yeah, no, it is interesting. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what they know about the practices in the NFL and what people try to get away with. Uh, I would have loved to have them in our study and, and to see uh, what they think. You know, sometimes it's, it, it is helpful to see what experts think. And those are the experts here, right? They're the people who've, who've seen NFL teams get ready for games, um, who know how equipment managers handle balls and all of those kinds of things that I don't know much about and neither do most fans. So that is credible. Um, you know, at the same time, there's so much conflicting and contradictory evidence, it's just very hard to sort through. So, you know, to be clear, when I say these are conspiracy theories, they're not claims often that we can say definitively one way or the other what the truth is, right? So we basically tested, did people think the NFL was conspiring to punish Brady to distract people from their own public relations problems, or were the Patriots and Brady conspiring to deflate the balls, both of which you can describe as conspiracy theories, neither of which we can fully rule out based on the available evidence, right? There's just, it's just murky, right? So people kind of come down where they come down and, and, and the evidence, you know, the debate goes on, right? There was just that big story about the engineering firm that did the, some of the technical investigation for the NFL and, and their perspective on the whole thing. So it's, it's, been, it's been an incredible saga. And, uh, you know, when Brady takes the field again, maybe it'll bring it to a close, but we'll have to see. We're speaking with Dartmouth College professor Brendan Nyhan, one of the authors of a recent study on Deflategate, Professor Nyhan. I understand that people's opinions on Brady might influence their perception of the facts, but you mentioned the polarization. The three of us have covered the NFL over 110 years, and we're polarized. Those two believe he did it. I believe very strongly didn't. We won't agree on that. What I don't understand, however, is how could anyone think a federal judge overturned his original suspension, Judge Richard Berman, because of Brady's fame and wealth? I don't get that. Is that what we think of our judicial system today? People, uh, people are very suspicious of, of, of the powerful, right? And they think that sometimes it, the, uh, the elite uh, play by their own rules, right? So, yeah, this was, this was a conspiracy that we took straight out of a, an online comment uh, when that, that judge uh, made the ruling, right? And he was later cited at some sort of party with Robert Kraft, and that set all the conspiracy theorists going again. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, that's, you know, as a political scientist, it's troubling to me if people have that little confidence in our legal system. I certainly don't know of any evidence to suggest that's the case. But, uh, you know, again, if you are, are, are predisposed to, uh, to think that conspiracies are going on all around us, maybe that sounds plausible. Think so of two is- words, Judge Ito. <laughs> now that is an old school reference um, all, all of your 20 something listeners are, are, are frantically googling right now Good, yeah, to find out who that is but, that would be um, both of them <laughs> hey Professor Nyan thanks so much for joining us and you know what as, as Dartmouth grad I've got one last question for you could you please fix that Dartmouth defense before Harvard comes to town <laughs> It, you know, they're off to a good start. This is supposed to be a rebuilding year, so yeah. Uh, yeah, the hopes are high, but yeah. thank we'll you. see. Thanks there a lot, you guys. go. The band's coming through. There you go. Thank you so much, Professor Nyan. My pleasure. That was Dartmouth College <laughs> Professor Brendan Nyan uh, on Deflategate. That's right. There's the Dartmouth band. Up next. That's, that's the only college band with a cello. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Talk of Fame Network. <laughs>